Yes, people, welcome back to Abba JTV. Smiling like a Cheshire cat. 24 hours later on, England 2, Denmark 1. Match review time. But people, before we get into this, let's hit that intro once again. Yes, people, welcome back to Alba J TV. Yes, it is me on my lonesome. Souls has not been kidnapped. Family emergencies, family comes first. Hopefully, my special guest, Gav Max, should join me, but I know he's a busy man and he has his own channel to run. So, people, for the first time in a very, very, very long time, you have yours truly on his own. Um, big up to people in the chat already if you're there. Um, big up, G. Thanks for subscribing, bro. Yeah, let's go. What a night. Um, I'm still in a bit of a daze, if I'm being honest with you guys, man. Um, I did the live watch along with RJ Wills and Guna Souls, my co-host. And we said it sort of just when the game ended, England 1-2-1. One, one, and um, I, I, you know what? It was, we was happy, obviously, um, but it just, it, it had, it just, it just hadn't really hit me. I, I thought I would feel a lot, a lot more emotional than I did at the time. But I, you know, sort of 24 hours later on, um, it does hit you and it wasn't just a game but before I get into it even further people smash that like button if you haven't already Russ is in the chat already G talks my bro Holly Agumbar even though you're Tottenham I still love you you're amazing um, guys I, it's, it's, it's unbelievable man um, irrespective of your age generation or demogra demographic whatever it is um, to see this in our lifetime it's amazing um, absolutely amazing but people, as I always say on my channel, if you don't know what to do, you should know what to do by now. And there you have it once again, people. Audio listeners on Spotify and Anchor, beautiful, serene music. It's not a massage parlor, it's just a little intro to subscribe to the channel, if people didn't know that already. But big up to the people in the chat. Like I said, smash the like button. My Twitter and Instagram is going below the screen and on top of the screen, as you can see in the overlay. Um, I've got my co-host's Twitter handle going on the bottom of the screen as well. And also, hopefully, if Gav Matt can join me as well, um, people go and follow them and subscribe to their channels. My Arsenal bros. Um, so, yeah, people... Um, Yesterday, uh, you know, we we drew Denmark for semi-final, obviously, after beating Ukraine quite convincingly in the quarter-final. And I said to people, and um, it kind of surprised me with a lot of the... I wouldn't even say the England fans, because we've almost kind of got an excuse to get overexcited, even if it's England. But some of the sort of the pundits... Um, they're just talking recklessly, man. Like it, I was, I was quite, I was quite surprised actually. The only person I saw talk a bit of sense about the England Denmark game for me personally was when Ian Wright was on the highlight show um, after the 
Spain and Italy semi-final. And he spoke the sense, like, you know, dangerous, you know, dangerous. Denmark are a good side. They are a good side. Irrespective of whatever people think, with Ericsson, they're even better. But, you know, the situation happened a few weeks ago, you know, hopefully Christian Ericsson is, is getting a lot better from the dire situation we saw from before. But Denmark are a very good side. They keep the ball well. If you've watched the tournament, they were the highest goal scorers, I think, in the tournament up until the semi-finals, if, if I've got that correct. Um, as I mentioned in my preview show for the Denmark game, big up Gunnar Elite if you're watching, Mike. That I think Denmark had about 90 goal attempts through the tournament. England were on 37. That's a big, big difference. Irrespective of whatever type of possession-based team you are, that's a massive difference. Um, so you knew there's going to create chances. I think score prediction-wise, I sort of changed my mind. I think when I went on a couple of people's channels or on my own channel, I said 2-0, but to a couple of people at work, I said, you know what, I think this is the first game England could concede. So 2-1 uh, was a good shout. And I think for the those people that were overly optimistic, um, the wake-up call sort certainly dawned on some England fans as to how well Denmark have played in this tournament and how they are, how good they are as a footballing nation. Um, before I sort of tuck into it, though, people, let me go into the chat a little bit and see what you people are saying. Um, let me get the people chat. Big up, G, my bro. Russ, always my guy, always, bro. Holly, you know what, you know what, you know, you know what I'm saying about you. Top girl, man. Top channel as well. When Harry's pen was saved, my heart was in my mouth, and then he tapped over, and then we were pure limbs and screaming. <laughs> people, just to let you know. I'm just editing and putting together the best bits from my live watch along. Um, yeah, it was it, it was it was it was fun. Uh, big up RJ and Guna Souls. Uh, G2, I called it a free line that it, that it came on. Tough game. England will concede, and this will go potentially extra time. We'll nick it two one. Bro, you were spot on. You was. Um, we kind of have the same kind of thought, man. If Denmark are a good side. I'm not gonna. It was gonna be the best side England played in this tournament. No disrespect to obviously the Germans. Um, because you know they can turn it around on the day, but I knew it'd be a tough game. Um, I wasn't, I didn't sort of get caught up in the crest of the wave of, of the optimism um, that some people have been quite, um, I can put it nicely, quite reckless uh, with their optimism. But hey, football fans, eh? Um, it was never going to be an easy game. 120, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh -huh, I can't, can't wait to watch that. <laughs> It's fun. Um, you lose yourself. Um, Holly, if you see my content, G's probably seen my content. Russ, um, I've had a couple of people on the channel and I've spoken about, you know, and I've been asked about my thoughts about being an England fan and, you know, what it means to me. And, you know, it was emotional. And I think more so it hit today. And when I, when I sort of come back to the game, go for a little bit of a tangent. But when I saw the picture of... Um, Calvin Phillips with his auntie's um, name on the back of his English shirt after the game. Um, you know, the school kids singing Free Lions, the the kids replicating, you know, the Sterling and Saka sort of the first goal. Um, Mason Mount giving his shirt to the little girl in the, in, in the crowd. It was, that's spine tingling, man. Um, and I defy any football fan to tell me they didn't feel that because I certainly did. And um, I'm getting emotional talking about it, to be honest with you. Like I said, like many people in the chat, different ages are watching England when it when they've watched England or when they've come into it. Um, you know, 
I, I was very young at the time, but 1990 was my first memory of a World Cup for England or major tournament. Um, unbelievable players, John Barnes, Chrissy Waddle, um, yeah, Steve McMahon, you had Gary Lineker, obviously Peter Beardsley, the top, top England side, man. Um, and then obviously there's been some poor tournaments, there's been some good ones, obviously Euro 96. Um, so it was incredible. Um, and you know what I've noticed as well, sort of going off a tangent a little bit, what sort of looking at the social media side of it um, on Twitter and Instagram, particularly on Instagram, actually, um, England as a football nation and probably just as a nation, a very disliked man. It, it really, really brought it home. But guys, before I go into it more, I've got my special guest coming. Let me give him a good billing because he deserves it. My bro, my guy, Guna, England fan, Gav Matt. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry with the timing, man. Right. You've done well, man. You've done all right. I'll just, just gassing about um, sort of what being an England fan sort of means to me, really. I thought I'd ask people about it because um, you know what it is, Gav. I'm glad to get you on. I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to ask you the same thing, really. Um, I'm quite, I feel quite strongly about this. But I think, I don't know, some England, some sections of probably England fans, inverted commas, I don't really think they care too much about the national team to be honest with you I, I've always loved international football tournament football um, from 1990 to poor tournaments good tournaments some tournaments England didn't even qualify bro mm. seen it done it um, but to see this team or England team get to a final it's unbelievable I'm actually still in shock if I'm being honest with you it's not sunk in it's, it's sinking yesterday it's not sunk in today. I saw a bit, a lot of the media stuff covered today. It was, it, to me, a spine tingling, Gav, bro. Like, you know, Mason Mount giving his shirt to the girl in the crowd. Uh, mm -hmm. Calvin, his, uh, his name on the back. How can you not feel that? It's not club or country, bro. It's, uh, you can have both. What's, what's your feelings, mate, as a, as a fan of England or what do you feel? It's funny because I was listening to, um, to Talk Sport this morning and yeah. there was a Millwall fan on there. And it was like, come on, Declan Rice. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the yeah. day, you feel like, I know it must be difficult for some Millwall fans to even very um, let alone any players who play for West Ham and that. But at the end of the day, it's the country now. And yeah. we'll be sticking together and standing together in solidarity to make it happen. You know what I mean? So don't matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, no matter what your creed or colour, you know, let's like, you know, everyone should just be getting behind, getting, getting behind the boys and that. And, you know, like, the thing is, like, with international football, I heard you mention some, uh, a little bit about international football. Yeah. I love international football tournaments. I hate international football. I just said on the dugout a minute ago, like, I, I don't know many people yeah. that gas at, like, you know, like, the first, after the transfer deadline day in September, or end of August, early September, we've got a 10, we've got a 10 day break yeah. um, before we get to top flight football again around the major leagues in the world. And I don't know anyone going, oh, yes. International break. Can't wait for England v Malta. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think anybody does that. Guys, you know what it is? Games, in it, in order to get to where we are right now. But guys, you know what it is? Just to sort of ask you, like, I went, I kind of put the question out there when I was doing a live stream a few streams ago. I said, it'd be interesting to know with other nations who, who support other football clubs, whether it be in Spain, the Madrid, Barcelona, Bilbao, or in France, the Auxerre, the Montpellier, how their fans view the national team 
because we mm. can only obviously go by England. And I just one thing I do give Southgate credit for, and, I, and I've said this quite a few times. Um, he's he's bought he's bought a culture in that England side, and it's no coincidence. You know, from 2018, you can people can have their misgivings about Southgate. That's three years in the making to build a culture and an environment to flourish. That's mm. what makes me so angry when I heard Rio Ferdinand say what he said a few years ago, talking about, you know, certain guys sitting on certain tables and what mm. is all that about? I mean, you're playing for England in an international tournament. Not mm. many people play in a tournament. Why would your club rivalry be so important over your national side? And that held England back. I don't care what anyone tells me. Damn right, oh. held England back. Because when you look at the clientele that we had, yeah. even 96, 98, 2000, 2002, you know, like all the way through, even the, the squad that somehow didn't make it to Euro yeah. 2008, I just feel that player for player wise, we've always, always had the talent there and no togetherness. Like, look at look at um, Barcelona and Real Madrid. Barcelona and Real Madrid, that's, they are two of the best teams in world yeah. football that we've ever seen in our lifetimes. And they are still consistently up there excuse me, at the top of their game in their domestic league. When it goes to El Clasico, there's beef, there's drama. We all know this. Hmm. And over the years, this, the predominant feature of each Spanish national side, starting 11, squad of 22, squad of 23, squad of 20, uh, not even, not this one now, the 26, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. years, has been laden with talent from Barcelona and Real Madrid. And they all love each other. They have got like WhatsApp groups. It's been widely documented. There's a WhatsApp group with all the Barca boys, like the like the, the cool ones that hang out and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and it's with the with the Real Madrid. Yeah, none of the dead man. Like you know what I mean? Like you know, I'm trying to think who was, was, was dead back in the day. I, I mentioned Danny Guitho on the on the show that I did a minute ago, but he didn't play for them. Actually. Like was it, what was it? The Real. Anyway, not Real Valencia. But like they've got a WhatsApp group and they all chat and they all get on and all that sort of stuff. But when it comes to El Clasico, it's business. I don't like you. I don't like you. Is it? It's a very rugby feel. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, how many you watch rugby? Well, I watch rugby. I watch, I watch all sports. I love sport. Um, I know there's going to be people in the chat that'll be like, oh, frigging egg chasers. But like, um, rugby, on the pitch for 80 minutes, they are literally kicking 10 tonnes of crap out of each other. Yeah. As soon as that game's finished, they're handshaking, they're hugging, they go for a pint, they all have a load of beers together. And that's what you want. You want to, like, leave everything on the pitch and you want to go for it and deal with it. And then... That's 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 how that's how you get through, and that's what I feel that Gareth Southgate has done. He's brought a togetherness yeah, with this group that no other manager has been able to do in history. Ever? No, you're right. It is it's it's that deep. I mean, let's be honest. Like I've I've had since I've done this era of 2020 content since June. England fans that have watched England for many 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 years, um, we've never seen it. We never saw England beat Germany in the knockout stage. We've seen them win qualifying games in, in a tournament Euro 2000. They won one nil, but that's a very poor German side. But yeah, it's an awful. Mehmet Scholde, did it? Good for was one of my favourite players, by the way. Of all time. Good player, but yeah. a poor German side. Yeah, um, if you line up people like Carsten Janka, people remember that mm. in the chat. But <laughs> but yeah, yes, I mean, I think people. That's what I say. Tournament football so so different. Like. People talk about exciting football and penetrative football. I said that that's great in theory, but it doesn't work at that easy. I've, I mean, I could think of a 
handful of games, even the Italy-Austria game. Austria dug in well, man. They didn't part, necessarily park the bus. They, they made hard work for Italy. It's difficult. A lot of time for Austria anyway, because 21 of their 26 players play in the Bundesliga, and I'm a massive yeah. Bundesliga merchant, so... <laughs> But yeah, Gav, yeah, people, um, make sure you guys subscribe to Gav's channel, man. My bro, man, do some wicked, wicked, wicked stuff on your channel. People, go and, your, go and do your thing, man. But um, yeah, yeah, yesterday's game, mate. Um, Jesus, where do I start? So, if I get any images up on screen, guys, I let him put you up for audio listeners. I will, I will, I will clarify what's going on so that you in the picture. But any surprise, <laughs> any any surprises with the England lineup or not really a formation wise? Any surprises for you? Um, the only surprise for me was that I thought it was going to go three at the back to try and match up with Denmark. Yeah, and, I, uh, yeah. I'm trying to, right, I'm, I'm like obviously um, I'm looking at your image, but I'm just going to like you can't see me, so that's fine. I can actually go off camera a little bit. Yeah, of course. Because, what I'm trying to do, I'm just trying to find my likely lineup that I that I thought I was it, it was going to be, and to be honest, I don't think it was that far off. I don't um, think if, if I'm hundred percent honest of what, what I was gonna do. And I said that. Um this isn't the first thing in the morning the show was as well. So there was no leaks or anything like that. I wasn't trying to trying to be funny or trying to be clever. I just wanted to to go out there and be like, right, this is what I think it's gonna be. And um where's my likely lineups? Do you want to find yeah, a green? Guys, you know what the thing is? The thing the only thing that concerned me was um no I, I don't know, you see, I, I understand while I understand, sorry, why Carl Walker, you know, why Pep persists with him. I understand why um, Southgate persists with him because obviously he's, he's got experience and he's got pace. There's sometimes he, he absolutely drives me mad for just some of these, it's not even lapses of concentration. It just, I don't know what goes through his head. So if you're going to play him, I, I personally think he, he did well yesterday, but I think he's better in a free. I, 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 I wouldn't want to predict it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. my change was um, was Mount um, and yeah, Mount and Sancho coming out, and then I said Saka and Trippier coming in. Yeah. And I thought that Maguire was it's not Maguire. I thought that Walker was going to join the back three. Yeah. And then Trippier because I'm not being funny. Um, Mailer has been one of the best players in the tournament. Brilliant. So and he's like he's, he's, he's right footed, but. He can use the left and he can drive at you. And I was just worried that I, I, for that reason alone, I thought, yeah, Saka's going to come in because we're Arsenal fans. We've seen Bukaya Saka do that, that, that left wing back, that left wing back role. We've seen him play yeah. at left back as well. So we know that he's got the defensive mindset of being able to do things. So if he's playing wide right, then he's also got it installed in his head. If you do need to come back and and, 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 and chip in with the defensive work, then you could do that. So I, I did honestly think that Saka was going to start this game, but I also put Trippier in as well, mm. just because I thought the three at the back thing would work better. No, well said. Um, guys, what was your kind of, I'll give you a bit of context. Um, <laughs> I don't know if, if you caught what, if you caught it in a bit, I was saying at the beginning, but I, from a fan's point of view, I get the sort of, over the top talk and it's coming home. I, I understand that. It, I, I can I can work with that. Um, what all this stuff? Some yeah 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 yeah. So, some of the pundits though. Um, some of the pundits though, bro. I, I just thought some of them were talking recklessly, man. Um, mm. I, I get it. You're a fan, but yeah, I just because I, I when I when the tie got made the semi final against Denmark, 
I said, this, this don't don't disrespect the teams. They're a very, very good side. Yes, and, and don't, it's not just a thing of being on the crest of a wave with what happened to Christian Eriksen. They're a good side. If you watch them play this tournament, they're a very good side. They're defensively, they're very good. With mm. Schmeichel and Gowen, Vestergaard and, and Christiansen who can step into midfield and Simon Kerr's been a been an absolute man mountain. And like you mentioned with Mela, the left wing back, unbelievable. Um Braithwaite in between the lines, Dolberg and Dam's guard. They, they, they could players that could hurt England. And I think in the first half, for the England fans that might have got a little bit carried away going into the game, they got a wake up call in the first half. Do you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. And I just think that um there was just a high level of disrespect. You gotta remember as well, Denmark have won this tournament before. Yeah, egg thank you. We We've Back never won this. Yeah. <laughs> 92. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually their fault. Uh, I say their fault. We're actually thankful for the Danes because if it wasn't for the way they acted in the final of 92, they would still be having passbacks. Yeah. Because they killed off that game. It was horrible. It was horrible. If you ever want to go back and watch that game, just watch the two goals. You watch the two goals. <laughs> don't, don't, don't watch the highlights. You will no, you'll no. be bored mission but if you want to go win a tournament that's how you do it and they were on their holidays they they found out what was it four days before the tournament started or something like that? Got thrown out didn't they yeah they they got thrown out because yeah. of political things like the country yeah. is about to get broken up and, yeah. and things like that um so it was yeah it was madness they were gone it was like right okay let's round the troops together and they were they were super and they played against germany world champions germany yeah. I know. in the final it's, it was just that was a fairy tale Hmm. That was a full-on fairy tale, but they've got they've got pedigree in this competition. They have got players that play in major leagues around the uh, yeah. around Europe. Well, they um, they've also got some future like stars yeah. game, yeah. like of Damsgaard, um, Robert Scoff, who didn't get him, he didn't get a chance in this competition as much as I expected him to, or as much as I wanted him to, being a Bundesliga merchant. But like Damsgaard is twenty years old. And you can tell wow. what he's about. Um, not just in the not just in the game yesterday with the free kick, the every game that he's featured in, and in a not in a bad way, but he, he's quite lucky that this uh, that um, Ericsson wasn't the able Ericsson to situation. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because they were they play in the same position. It would have been a case of you could have the last five minutes or something. Wouldn't be able to see him shine, and I feel like we have now. And we all cuss Martin Braithwaite. Let's be real, but he plays for Barcelona for free. <laughs> <laughs> he played. He plays for Barcelona. So you yeah, can't yeah. Kasper Dolberg, um, four shots on target, three goals. Mm. Wow, there you go. It, you, you, and, and as I said before, they're ranked tenth in the world. Yeah, no, it no, just no. carries some weight because it like you people will cuss about how the world rankings are, are worked out. It's up to you if you want to do that, but no offense, you're a fan like I am, like you are, Albert, as well. Yeah. And like everybody that's watching this stream, we're all just fans, we have no jurisdiction on how they work out the FIFA rankings. But if I'm honest, I think it's I think it's worked, they're worked out perfectly and it cool. gives you an honest representation of the games that you play and the reason why you get to that level. You don't have to, if you win the World Cup, it doesn't mean you're um, the, the best team in the world at that point. Most yeah. of the time it is. Most of the time it is. But it's not always the case. You know, like yeah. Tottenham Tottenham um, got to the, the European, uh, the, the, the Champions League final and lost in it. Does that mean um, that Tottenham were in that year the second best team yeah. in Europe? 
no, because no. Barcelona are better than them and Real Madrid are better than them. And there's a number of teams in the Premier League that are better than them. It's a cup competition. You knock out people. What Wigan? Does that mean they are the best? They were the best team, uh, best cup team in yeah. the whole of the UK when they won the um, uh, FA Cup in 2013. No, let, let, let's let's not use these these crappy superficial ways of believing. Like you know, just like it's really like just shoddy banter as to how you get to your decision. Watch yeah. the game, understand the game, learn what's going on. Um, and I just feel like there's a lot of um, non-English bias, if you want to call it that, um, when it comes to England being involved in certain things. Yeah. So, like, it could have been, like, like the level of disrespect that was shown towards our group. Yeah. You know, Croatia, we lost against them in the in the, in the the semi-final oh, the World Cup only three years ago. Yeah. You know, Scotland. Scotland are ranked a hell of a lot lower than us. But that game carries weight because of the rivalry between the two nations. So world rankings are thrown completely out the window on this situation because it's the passion and the energy that is coming through. You know what I mean? And then the same with the with the Czech Republic game and Czech Republic, they then end up teaching the Dutch a lesson. So you have to like you have to take things on face value, but you learn those things on face value based on the history that you have had in lead up to that point. So that is why like for instance Belgium are ranked so high in the world. Um, that's why we're so ranked so high in the world. We're, we're fourth in the world, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. yeah. And, and we have every right to be there because since since Gareth Southgate has taken over, was it what was it three defeats, five defeats? It's not lost in, in, yeah. in four years mm. in all competitions. Yeah. He's doing uh, and, right. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's doing something right, and he's working at the moment, and we just. It's difficult not to get carried away, but you have to take things on face value as they are. Yeah, it is difficult. No, I will say that. When you say that, you end up like a pessimist, though, don't you? It's like, no, I'm not being a pessimist. I'm being an honest realist. And you're right about Denmark United, too. People should remember, not the most excited football, but Greece 2004. Um, Yeah, yeah, they've done a job on a lot of teams in that tournament. But yeah, guys, the first half... um, I think for England to go in at 1-1 about six minutes before they um, went in um, was crucial um, because the first half, I don't know how you saw it, I, I, they, obviously nerves are going to be there. I understand that. It's, it's, it's a very, very important game. But very, very sloppy. Rice and Phillips were getting pulled all over the place. They was getting bypassed too easy. The defence was getting pulled all over the place. Um <sighs> Uh, what 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 were England doing so wrong, or was it Denmark just playing well? Was it a combination of both? Um, I don't. I'm trying to work out what England were doing wrong as yeah. such, and it's. I don't know. I don't know whether the nerves may have, may have got to him a little bit. Um, I think it's a terrible decision to give a free kick for it in the first place. I'll just look at the way the referees have been in this tournament so far and how yeah. you want to say lenient, but I like to say strong, um, yeah. really strong refereeing that uh, that is brilliant throughout the whole tournament. And then there were so many soft, weird, dodgy calls in this game, both yeah. sides. Um, situations where the referee was incorrect in law, um, a penalty that wasn't given that was a stonewaller and then apparently that was given that yeah was, well, okay, was yeah, I was you know, 
so um so it's it's weird and people go oh yeah but they work itself out no they don't and i was i was ex-referee you don't think of that you just think yeah. decision by decision it's the media speaking that but um what what i really appreciated was when damsgars scored the free kick instantly harry kane turned around and was like right focus everybody yeah. focus and no one got panicky and no one got nervous after that moment it was it was it was a true meaning of a wake up call, and England did wake up after that point, and from that moment on, were the ascending force and the most dominant of the two sides for the rest of the game. So, getting that goal, like when you know, like when you see situations happen, you think, oh, it's not going to be our day. Yeah. Like not long after, and the um, the cross came in, and um, Sterling Sterling's um, shot was set, it was saved on the line, I was like, oh no, it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? And then to get the equaliser was just banging, absolutely banging. Um, right, with that with that um, free kick, uh, not the free, the, the um, Maguire elbow, um, I I don't like it, but I fully understand why it got given. Why it got given. Um, and it's not like it hasn't happened already in this tournament. So it's not like a oh my god it's against England, you oh. know. Look at the day on Lovren one um, against uh, Czech Republic. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. For me, I, once again, I don't understand what it's good. For me, that was that was that should have just been a free kick as far as I'm concerned, because he's got his eyes on the ball the whole time and he's won the ball. Yeah. Same with Maguire yesterday, but his arm has caught his face. So I understand the reasoning behind it. And to be fair. With the Patrick Schick one, the loving on Schick, yeah, it was bleeding. Like, yeah, yeah. that if for common sense refereeing, it's actually a really easy referee uh, red card to give. Yeah, um, it's just it's just not very nice on the fans' perspective. And like, yeah, the giving a yellow card for Maguire I thought was a little bit harsh, but I fully understand why it was given. No, I hear you. Um, but yeah, England sort of going at one one. Um, like I said, massive to get the goal before. Um, before half time, it just yeah, there was just you're right. It probably was nerves. I, I don't think there's any sort of really massive inquest that needs to go on. That that's probably what it was for the sloppiness from a number of players in that first half. Um, mm-hmm. Just basic, simple controlling of the football, passing from A to B, not Stevie G Hollywood passes as I like to call it. The simple passes. Um, I thought the one positive aspect, and it's not being biased because. He bloody deserves his place in that squad in and in the team is Bukayo Saka because the two main opportunities that happened that game, he was involved. And as much mm. flack as people give Harry Kane, and I've given him criticism, but probably not as much as some people have. Um, but he had a hand in the first goal. Yeah. He put Saka in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I thought he was a bright spark in the first half, personally. Um, just touching on Saka, bro. Um I'm so, I mean, I'll give you a bit of content. I'm so proud of him, man. I just. Can you address him by his proper name, please? Bukayo Saka. Prince, Prince, Prince Bukayo Saka. <laughs> heir, heir to the throne. Yeah. Gav, have you seen my content, right? This is what sort of, I won't say wound me up, but what annoyed me was um, sections. I like to use the keyword sections of the fam. I'm oh, moaning, oh, Saka needs a rest. And, you know, I hope he doesn't get injured. And I was thinking to myself, what are these people talking about? Like, I've, Gav, we've seen many tournaments of England, right, where Arsenal have had 
either lack of representation or no representation for England. I'm not talking about bench warming. I'm talking about being a focal point and being in the team. We have a, a, a star boy, our guy in Saka, who, listen, of course, who wants to see our player get injured when he goes to the major tournament? Come on, let's, no, let's be real. No one wants to see any of their players get injured at any major tournament. But, I think but, but, bro, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, what are these men talking about? I think it's because we've had such a bad time in the last couple of years. We haven't been the Arsenal that like, of old. And we want, like, I think it's a case of we want to have our best players playing 38 mm-hmm. games next season. We're not fully understand that. But I'm sorry, in this situation here, at this stage, this is England now. And yeah, like, is, uh... I, know, I know Liverpool are going through the same sort of thing at the moment. Liverpool fans are going, why does Mo Salah want to go to play the Olympics? It's a crap tournament to play, to play football in. I'm sorry, Mo Salah has been requested by his country to represent them <laughs> the yeah. big, on the biggest stage in world sport. Mm. Liverpool fans are, oh yeah, but it's going to get burned up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's got to go to African Cup of Nations as well. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go to African Cup of Nations as well because he's going to represent his country. Country, yeah. Like, you, you may not like international football. You may love it. You may not like international football, but at the end of the yeah. day, because you like it, it doesn't mean that Mo Salah doesn't like it or Bakaya Saka doesn't like it or yeah. Harry Kane doesn't like it. It doesn't freaking matter, does it? Yeah. Yeah, he just. It, I'm so proud of him. You know what? I, I and I and I'll say it now for me, and I think not many people disagree with it. If this guy starts on Sunday, it, it, it makes me emotional. Hundred, hundred. Oh, yeah, he's been. I just think you know what? From that point that I said to you, sort of with this last section in terms of the ways people are just moaning and carrying on. Look at the way this guy has performed, and let me tell you something. Well, let me get you back on screen, Casimir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the petrol. You're gonna put the match on there. Now, for some of these football fans out there, right, of other clubs, for once in your life, whether you're in your early twenties, preferably, <laughs> no hints, or your late thirties, however, however old you are, I'm not quite there yet. No, not you, not you. Generally, generally speaking, so people out there listening, just humble yourself a little bit. Take the rose-tinted banter, chat, smack talk, big talk chest. Look at football logically. Mm. This puts some respect on Bakayo Saka's name because he's not only been doing it for Arsenal, Gareth Southgate, who we hammer, some to levels of degrees for some people, who's giving these guys an opportunity? Mm. And I've said it before. Under certain England managers, the, the, the talent and the skillful guys and the guys that can make a difference were stifled and never played or never selected. Southgate mm-hmm. has given these guys an opportunity because I'll tell you something now. If we'd have had some of the previous England managers in charge of these group of players, half of them wouldn't even have played. Uh, 100%. So put 100%. some respect on Bakayo Saka's name because it's, it, I don't understand. Yes, rivalry and banter, I understand that to a, to a degree. Mm. But don't just disrespect a guy because he plays for Arsenal Football Club. And that's yeah. what pisses me off. Yeah, I think that's what, that's what people are kicking off about the most. We came eighth in the league. We didn't have a great season. But there was one shining light from, well, there's a couple of shining lights, in my opinion, for, yeah. for Arsenal last season. Um, but one of those shining lights was Bukayo Saka. And he, excuse me, he fully deserves his call-up yeah. as far as concerned. 
when you actually look at the personnel, excuse me, the players that could have gone ahead of him, I yeah. fully understand. I, I fully understand why people are saying I don't think Bukayo Saka should be in the starting lineup. I get it, but then the friendly just beforehand against Austria, yes, yes. who was the shining light? He played himself into guaranteeing a spot in that twenty-six mm. in that game alone, as far as I'm concerned, and it also. I've said it enough times on stream. I yeah. say it to I say it to my mates. I've been saying it for years. I used to say it back in school because, like, man for man, like, like everyone's saying, "Oh yeah, Sancho, Sancho's better than better, better than Bukayo Saka." Man for man, in my opinion, and then, and, that, and Sancho is a player that I watch week in week out as well because I do a Bundesliga show on my channel, Mad Sports yeah. Network. Um, and I've been watching Bundesliga football since about 2008. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah. I've been I've been ha- like, on a, on a consistent basis. By the way, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, years, know, yeah. on a consistent basis for about 13 years, I love the Bundesliga. And like um, Sancho has gone into that league as a very young man, and has flourished and turned into a very mature man as well as a very mature footballer. The situation is is what do we see on the training pitch? 100%. How do we know? How do we know? Look, look, we're Arsenal fans. I know there's going to be a few Arsenal fans within your, within your, um, the, the, the guys that are watching the show. Yeah. How did Nicholas Bentner start so many games for Arsenal when we had better strikers on the bench or weren't even selected for the squad, even though they were fit? Because he was doing something in training that we can't see. We're not at London Colney watching every single training session four or five times a week. You know, like what if, what if Van Persie was in those training sessions, couldn't hit a barn door to save his ass. And then Bentner is literally scoring. Like he's got a hundred percent scoring rate of record in training. You've got to start. We've got to start him. Yes. We know that um, uh, Van Persie is a better footballer, a better player, but he's clearly not something's not clicking, not clicking. So you've got to play Bentner. Sounds so sad that we're saying that, but this is what's happening right now. How do we know that Bukayo Saka in these training sessions for England at George's Park isn't putting in 120, 130, 140%, 150% in each game, okay. in, each, in each training okay. session? And um, the likes of Sancho, who are technically better, um, more, more gifted, more experienced than him, um, is literally just like Daisy, you know. Marcus Rashford, Marcus Rashford can't even get a sniff in this competition. No, no, go. And look at his look at his goal scoring record. A for England, B for Man United over since he made his debut in 2017. Yeah. And if, and other managers, previous managers in the past would have been like, well, you know, well, you always play through. Like, um, how many times it was like like Danny Welbeck getting getting picked in the England squads? It's like, yeah, he plays well for England. Yeah, that's great. But what's he doing for his club at the moment? What was he doing at Arsenal at the time? What was he doing at, at, at Man United at the time? Nothing. But you play well for the country. We, you play a maximum, maximum 10 games a season mm. in international football. So, you know, like, that's that's why I think Saka has been has been been performing because he knows how much this means to him. Um, not just as um, a footballer, as a young British footballer, as a yeah. young English footballer who's come from the streets, come from the ends, do you know what I mean? And has had his yeah. been given the opportunity to shine on the biggest stage, one of the biggest stages in global football. Yeah, 100%. He's literally taken to it like a duck to a water or like the unicorn in the swimming pool. 
Well said. But yeah, I'm just I'm just super proud of him. I know the Arsenal fan base are oh, man, they just love him. And one thing I've liked about the England sort of sort of this tournament, and some people like the media stuff, some people don't, but I think it's been fantastic. Um the way the England lads talk about Saka, they love him. Absolutely love him. The way Luke Shaw spoke about him was first class. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Grealish and Saka have got a great relationship. They're talking to the fans after the game yesterday. Just I I, I love all that stuff. And if 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 you can't get behind this group of England players, right? This generation, when are you ever going to do it? They're yeah. in a final, man. Like, and I think that's what people were struggling to understand. They thought, you know what? We have major tournaments. England have good players over the years. Uh, they'll get to the semi-final and, you know, they'll lose an extra time on penalties. But people are kind of not with it yet, Gav. They're like, actually, you know what? England are actually in the final. It is. I felt like that yesterday. I'm like, this is this is crazy. I never thought I'd ever see this. I generally didn't honestly think I would. England have had some talented players, like I said, but potential is one thing, but fulfilling it is another. Um, but yeah, Gav, you know what? We sort of go back to the game kind of thing. I think it was very, very telling that Denmark made, not just made substitutions, but the amount of substitutions they made within a very short space of time. Um, mm. Because they lost the ascent. Obviously, Losing the one nil lead going into half time, they lost the ascendancy. Um, like I said, England started the first half, I would say probably the first five minutes okay, but then I thought Denmark were pretty good after that. But sort of yeah. coming into the second half, mate. Um, for me, it, it was it's Roy Keane said it, he summed it up simple words, Gabs. It's a semi final, it's meant to be hard, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was it, the game, the way the game was going. I kind of expect it to be tight anyway. And I kind yeah. of saw that in the second half. I thought Phillips and Rice, I don't know how you felt. I thought they didn't start particularly very well. I thought they were very shaky, actually. Um, mm. And caught out way too many times. But I thought they grew into the game and got more of a foothold. Um, Phillips' fitness levels, I heard, what is it, 15, 15 kilometres was it he covered? Is that what I heard? Insane. Uh... I knew he was a fit lad, but Jesus Christ, that is serious covering. Um, but they grew more into the game as well as Denmark tiring. Um, Saka, I thought, was solid. Um, I thought Maguire was a colossus. But um, yes. Sav, I'm going to bring you in, bro. Sort of loaded question, but talk about the second half and to talk about this guy. I, I, you know what? He divides a lot of opinions sometimes. I'm going to speak for myself because I'm not going to put. I'm, I'm not going to speak for other England fans or football fans or whatever, but. He's incredibly frustrating, Raheem Sterling, when he gets into the final third. But one thing I will give this guy credit for, um, his movement is first class. You'll very rarely see this guy get caught offside. His mm. movement is exceptional. People, Gav, talk about leadership, right? I'm going to bring it back to Arsenal because I want to sort of get this in because I like to maybe sometimes, maybe Sterling... Mm-hmm. Were you, was it was 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 it you on it was you on the stream when um when we did it with Ant? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Picking off about captains, captains and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people bang on about, people bang on about yeah people bang on about certain leadership at our football club, Gavs. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you something. This boy Sterling, particularly in extra time, was world class. And I, yes, I did say world class. I thought he was exceptional. 
absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, Gav's um, leadership, to me, that's leadership there. That is leadership. You know what? I've just been on the dugout, as I said before, and yeah. um, we were talking, because like, people the, people kept on sending super chats in, going, oh, yeah, what are you saying? What are you saying? Uh, Harry Kane, should he, does he deserve a Ballon d'Or? Well, Harry Kane's not even been the best England player. No. Like, the best player. And Harry Kane, I'm sorry, like, he, he can he can score a couple more in the, in this final, and I still wouldn't say, put him down as the best player. I would upgrade him to second best player for yeah. me, like ahead of Maguire, unless yeah. it's a clean sheet and he's made some. Like I think Harry Maguire has been up there, but Raheem Sterling, I'm I'm the first person to put my hands up and apologise as well. Yeah. Excuse me, because minutes, literally about two minutes before we scored the opener against um against Croatia. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, was it, was it Croatia we played? It was, yeah, it was Croatia first, we played. First, first group game, yeah, he scored. Game, yeah, Croatia, yeah. I was thinking, I'm sorry, man, he ain't really doing much for me because I'm, I'm looking at more, I'm looking at it more in an attacking point of view. I'm not even thinking about the, the work defensively that he's putting in because yeah. I'm thinking, right, this is the formation, this is how we're playing, you're meant to be up there, what are you doing back there? You know, and I'm annoyed at myself for someone who, who cuts into football so much and analyzes football to the level that I do that I didn't sit there and appreciate. I think that's I've been able to do it with everybody else, but when it comes yeah, to England, you're looking at it in a different way. You know what I mean? And like he ends up scoring. I'm just like, hmm. Well, is what it is, isn't it? You know what I mean? And then and then in the in the um Czech Republic game, I was like, hmm. Scored again. But then like in, in games after, I've been like, mm, maybe we should look at changing the shape. We need to bring Grealish on. And what we're going to have to do, we're going to have to bring him off. We're going to have to bring him off. I don't necessarily want to bring him off. He's not had a, uh, a terrible yeah. game. He's had a great game. And then, he, and then next thing you know, we just turn it on again. I'm like, I think in the Germany game, apart from the shot that he had in the first half, attacking-wise, I don't think he did anything that made me want to go, oh, yeah, Raheem Sterling. Mm. But then you look at all the work that he was doing defensively and the link-up. Yeah building it's like we would be absolutely shagged without him yeah wouldn't we? that's you know, yeah this is what i mean you you, you this is what i mean about the appreciation you don't really appreciate all the work is doing in because we're expecting him to be in the final third and not getting things moving around at, at there and trying to create some goals so yeah he, he was he was phenomenal yesterday him mcguire um, you mentioned about um, Rice and Phillips. Yeah, they had a tough start, but they built yeah. into the game. Um, Denmark were were on their ass. They were <laughs> so tired. And they were so tight. And I felt for. I did feel for them because yeah. they have worked tires, tirelessly that that Russia game to ensure their path into the into the into the last um, stages of this competition was what I felt like. That was the guess. What everybody we're here moment and I think they've deserved everything they they got and and have had up until the point yesterday and you know what if if Denmark were to have won the game yesterday obviously I'd be disappointed but at the same time I'd be like you know what and it's and that that has got nothing to do with the Christian Eriksen thing by the way yeah no with what performances we have seen put in Dolberg been a boss. Damsgaard, like the only issue with Damsgaard is that he's only been featuring for like an hour. He can't last that little bit longer. Yeah, that, yeah. 
concern me a little bit because he's only 20 years old. I'm expecting energy mm. to, to last a little bit longer. But do you remember Rakoba back in the day? Yes, so, Uruguay. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the same, same, same sort of thing. He would like, literally bang him on for an hour. He couldn't last any more than an hour. And it's just they're the type that sometimes you just get players like that. But um, yeah, as soon as they took Dolberg and Damsgaard off, I knew that there was no way yeah. we were going to win that game. Yeah. No way. Because the Yusuf Paulson is a decent. Um, yeah, he's hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not going to score you 20, 30 goals a season, no. but he'll get involved in all that link-up play and get things moving in the final third. He's very good at doing that. Um, and Norgard, like, it's just like, hmm, you're, you're not you're not the levels of the guys that you're replacing. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as, soon as those, as soon as that happened, and then Delaney going off just before, um, just before the end of the, um, the end of regulation time yeah. as well, it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. They said, they said, yeah, not yeah. no run, sir. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but no, you're right, bro. I agree with you. I, I, yeah, Maguire was, you know what? He's another one. I mean, we're not United fans, but I know United fans that would absolutely rip this guy to pieces. Um, mm-hmm. But I said this to Souls, my co host. I thought you can't be on today, but bless him, man. But um, I think if when us as football fans, Gav, I don't know, you might feel different. Take a step back sometimes, seriously, because Maguire coming back into the team, right? He he's able to he he he, he you know he's able to bring the ball out of defence. He commits the midfield players. He gives England more options. Mm. He makes John Stones a bit better as well. To be honest with you, um, I think he's been exceptional, um, and mm. I've never said that about Harry Maguire. I think he's a good defender. I don't I don't think the way some people go in on him. And I'm not even I'm not even United fans. I think sometimes, all right, cool. You see him week in, week out, I get it, but he's been outstanding. Um Bakaya Sakura, Starboy, but Sterling, yes, to me, particularly Gavs, extra time. I, I said, wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, I know Denmark are a bit tired, but he made some of the runs he made. Mm. You know what? Fair play to the kid, man. <laughs> um but yeah, um, what did you sort of load, load the question again, mate? What did you make of the penalty decision? Um, and also, I'm, I'm glad, yeah, the penalty decision firstly, but also when England kept that ball for a good two and a half, three minutes, mm. if that had been any other nation, right, they'd be waxing lyrical. And I think that speaks volumes about England, mate. Like, I don't think I would have... I've never seen England team do that. They've probably never been in that position to do that. But they kept... Gav, they kept the ball exceptionally well. That that was unbelievable. I've never seen that before. So, yeah, what did you make of that? The penalty than that, yeah, sorry. Yeah, not in an English show we've seen that type of level of control. No, never. That's what we're going to need. We're going to have to be able to play like that against Italy in the final. Wow. Because... Yeah. That's how that's how Spain play, and that's how they played. And what could Italy do? Like, what a brilliant game of football that was, by the way, Italy Spain. But then, like, what yeah. were what could like it's, Italy have been renowned for using their midfield three, whether they play Verratti, Barea, and Jorginho, or whether Verratti's off the pitch and they bring on um, they bring on Pessina, or they oh. bring on Telly. You know, yeah, they've literally got talent everywhere in the middle of the park. But 
they weren't able to play because of Spain controlling the ball and passing it around. Yeah. Is it possible for England to play like that anyway? And in general, because we, yeah. we saw at the end when the Danish players were on their feet, they're knackered, but then are you able to knock the ball around like that and feel comfortable doing that? And if we could, then it's a different story altogether. But in regards to the penalty, um, I am like, as a referee, yeah, I would not be not as a referee knowing that I have got assistance there. Yeah, I'm not giving that penalty, and I rather because I I do not believe in any way, shape, or form that he looked at that and was 100% a penalty. Because even if, um, and this is with any, not just penalties, this is with decisions yeah, yeah. in general. If you are 99% sure that you that something is something, um, you've got an element of doubt. And as soon as you've got an element of doubt, you are not convinced that it is something. So don't give it. And yeah, you know what though, I'm gonna come back to you guys, sorry bro. The one thing yeah. I would say, he was in a very good position to see that. Mm. So, um, would you take that into consideration or not really? No, because of the because of what we saw in the first half, when, in the second half, sorry, where he's given okay. a free kick against yeah. Kane. Yeah. Where he was in an excellent position for that as well. And that is a penalty. That that was odd that he... he I mean, I, I, get, can, I, get why, I get why he gave it when I watched the replay, but... I'm like, but what did you wait that long for then? I just, I just, I don't know. Put it this yeah. way. Um, if he didn't give a penalty for that, um, VAR wouldn't have had the um, the power to overturn the decision. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're this, right. This, this, this doesn't mean that I didn't want England to get a penalty and things like that. I'm looking at it subjectively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I look, at, I look at situations subjectively. Even when I was doing um, my previous shows with like two up top, and we'd be talking about Arsenal, I'd always say Arsenal. I'd never say we. You know what I mean? Like, Or yeah. if I did, it'd be a slip of the tongue. I, I, I'm always down the line when I look at things. Mm. And I think that is because of my time as a referee. And when I look at that decision, I the first things am I going like in my mind is like, is there enough in that for me to believe that's a penalty? Would I yeah. give a free for that on the halfway line? Mm. I'll probably give a free kick for the for that on the halfway line if the temperature of the game has risen, yeah. or we need to slow the game down. And when you get into that point where you're, it's like right, I'm just going to kill everything to get the game back into my full control as a referee. So therefore, I know that once decisions are made after that, I've got all these players in my pocket. Do you see what I mean? And like, yeah. if if there's elements of doubt with certain things, you know, like when it pings, 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 pings. On the on the goal line, it goes out, and everyone's going, "Oh, it's a corner ref! Oh, it's a goal kick ref!" Just give a goal kick because safety. It's a safety first mechanism. You might think, "Oh, that might have been a corner," but yeah. then you're watching the attacking players walking away. So why shock everybody by giving a corner? You yeah. know, sometimes you can almost let the players referee it for you. And if you look at the reaction of the Danish players as it happened. There wasn't a oh my god oh my god no 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 yeah, yeah. and there wasn't there wasn't um, if I remember rightly I'd have to go back and double check there was like one or two players close by for yeah. England don't get me wrong sixty thousand fans going mad but it was like half-hearted appeals from yeah, England yeah, there wasn't that one that went yeah you're right 
You're right. So that tells me something as well that you don't believe it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't rise to the occasion. And also, there was a second ball on the pitch, which I heard that. Yeah. Um, I've got, I, I literally as soon as soon as I was, as soon as I saw him running through, I was like, "Is that a balloon or a ball on the pitch?" <laughs> and, and he's gone in the direction of where the ball is, and play it doesn't matter where the ball is at the time. Play needs to be stopped. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Because it is in that area, it's in that segment, um, and play needed to be stopped and a drop ball awarded, which oh. would have been crap, but. They're the laws of the game. And it's like, well, it wasn't affecting the game. Okay, well, let's talk about a situation that happened four minutes later then, where Denmark have a throw-in, and they've, they've thrown it, and there's another ball on the pitch again, where it's not affecting play, and the referee stopped the game for that. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So if you are going to referee, you have to be consistent, but consistency only runs in on a game-by-game -game basis. If I give this today, it doesn't mean I'm going to give this on Saturday next week. You know, the consistency runs in each game, based on what happens and the level of the temperature, the pace of the game, the level of the opposition, the conditions, all play a part into what makes um, your level of consistency consistent yeah. per nine minutes. No, 100%. No, well said. People, smash the like button like I say. And like I always say on my live streams, if you don't know what to do by now, you should know what to do. There you have it once again, people. Smash that like button, like I said. Um, is there anyone in this room watching this right now who hasn't subscribed to your channel? And if they, uh, <laughs> you, you never know, Gav. You never know, bro. Um, just um, click the button. It's <laughs> Yeah, Gav, you know what? You just made me... Um, what did you make of the... You know what? People criticise Gareth Southgate, right? That was a call I didn't see coming with taking off Greedish. I didn't expect it to be him, but end of the day, it's smart um, because Jack Greenish isn't a, a player retention player. Yes, yes. Um, like a ball retention player, is he? So in a situation where you are only leading by a goal and there's only a few minutes to go and you need to tie it up, like, like Harry Kane could come deep and win the ball and retain the ball. You know, so why take Harry Kane off? That'd be silly. Yeah. Um, who else would you take off? You wouldn't take off Sterling. No, because he can he can play with the ball and use the ball in the yeah. final third. And he bought on Foden after Grealish, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. He did, yeah. Um, Foden came on in extra time. Yes. So Foden once again is is another player who um, his ball retention is better further field. Yeah. But Grealish, yes, he can like. We could go on, win a free kick or something further at the field. Um, but he's someone who um I don't know, he'll if he does if 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 he's looking for a free kick and the referee decides not to give a free kick, that could be a dodgy little counter for the boys in red. Mm. And next we know it's two all and we're talking about penalties. Yeah, Gav, sorry, don't get me wrong. I thought we did okay actually come on. Some people kind That's of great. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. I I mean I I'm, to be fair, I listened to Southgate when he spoke after the game and I, I understand what you're saying. He, he, it's almost like he was almost not apologizing, probably apologizes the wrong word, but, but he was explaining as to why he did it. And I, I didn't have an issue with it at the time. I didn't know what was going on. I was thinking I'm doing a live watch along. I don't, obviously I can't listen to the volume. Mm. I thought, wow. That's, but you know what? 
as much as people have the camera for Grealish, myself, many people, fair play to Gareth Southgate. Big yeah. call, man. Massive, massive call. Um, so, listen, you're not going to kill him for that. But, yeah, bruv, England get over the line, man. Um, yeah, sec 25 years later on, man, you've got the manager, the guy who missed the penalty against Germany managing the England side. They make the final for the first time in European Championship history. Um, before the start of the tournament, hadn't even won an opening game at the Euros. Mm. Which is a t I knew this I knew the stat was terrible. I didn't yeah. realize it was that bad. Um <laughs> so yeah, mate, I just in a state of shock, man. England in the final. Um who's your man of the match, bruv? And also we'll touch on the Italy game a little bit, but I don't want to sort of go too much into it because I'm gonna do a preview for that coming up soon. Okay, cool. Um uh, man of the match yesterday, I'll, I'll look at I'll look at Sterling, I'll look at Maguire. I think I'd edge towards Maguire. If I'm going for an England point of view, if I'm going through a whole match, both teams, I've got to say Kasper Schmeichel. He was excellent. He was excellent. England, England haven't had that many shots on target in the game in God knows how long. And 20, maybe it, I think, keep talking, bro. Keep talking, mate. Yeah, it, it was like at the end of the day, like the first goal, you couldn't really do much about it because of the. Um, at the end of the day, it came off with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Palermo legend, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, um man, I freaking love someone. Yeah, man. Honestly, yeah. when he left Palermo, yeah. I, I was sad. Yeah. I was sad, uh, but he was so dignified in his reasons and that sort of stuff. And it was a better yeah. offer abroad for him. So it's like, okay, you know, we can't hold you back. Unlike Cavani, the way he left Palermo. Anyway, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I've got beef with Cavani. Well, um, yeah, he was, and then obviously the second goal came from a saved penalty, um, which he wasn't able to react to quick enough. And it's just, it, it was a shame. I thought he was, I, I, I don't think he actually put a foot wrong in the game. I know, yeah, yeah, I know people got riled. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't really think, yeah, what's, what's your, yeah, when he made the comments, right? But to be honest, it was a stupid question that got asked him by the, 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 the journal that asked him the question. What's, what's he going to turn around and say, what? Football's coming home, or you know, come on, man. Yeah, like, I, think I, it will. I, didn't, I yeah. didn't personally take too much offense. I know some Eng England fans did, but I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't take anything of it, man. To be honest, he did play away, well. it's a great save from Maguire's header, actually, as well. Um, yeah. brilliant save. Um, yeah, yeah well, um, Seaman versus um, Sheffield United esque, <laughs> not, not, not necessarily the way you write it down, yeah, like, yeah. Like, out but just like the way he like sort of like got the ball and just like sort of like just scooped it out sort of thing yeah. I thought, I thought it was fantastic but um yeah the comments yeah you, you ask a dumb question you're gonna get a dumb answer back <laughs> it's true it's very very true but like on a level um they've as you said at the beginning Denmark have won it before yeah. so it like he is allowed to have that little bit of banter. And if England win it now, people will be like, oh, yeah, see, that's all because of you, Casper. I'm sorry, it's one all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. England won one, Denmark won one. Oh, yeah, but it's was, it was, it was harder now or whatever. Do you see the level of uh, how good all eight teams were in 1992? And they beat yeah. the world champions in the final. And they, beat, you know, and, they beat, and they beat the defending champions of the Euros at the time, which was Holland. 
they they beat the defending champions. They also did a draw against England. No, they no England. No, France it, won England. it was yeah. England drew their first two games and lost to Sweden in the last group game, didn't they? Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, um, France and someone else. But yeah, so like yeah, it won. Um, it it was it was very difficult for them to do it, and they had no they had no training. They had no. Yeah. That, that no preparation. Yeah, you know, England have been preparing for this for years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. It, it is true. So, like, yeah, but um, no, I just feel that um, yeah. As I said before, answer dumb question, get a dumb answer. Um, but I don't feel like it's a situation of biting him on the ass because if he dropped a few clangers or something, then you could feel then like, it's oh different. yeah, then it's different. yeah. But world class yesterday and i'll tell you what was we said it on 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 the um mad sports network stream this morning um that why do we never talk about casper schmeichel when we talk about top top goalkeepers his name yeah. never gets mentioned it's a, good, it's a good conversation to have man it is he's brilliant yeah. he's a great leader no well said man Guys, get your virtual goodbyes and virtual hugs in the chat because we're going to wrap up very soon. But um, Gavs, man, I definitely love love having you on, bro, man. Love it. I know, appreciate it, man. Like yeah. as soon as you said, like, look, as soon as you said about coming on, you know, I'm going to make time and oh, much love, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry by delaying you by an hour, an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> no way, it actually helped me and Souls that sort of doing a couple of eight o'clock streams and just getting home from work and giving that that extra hour. It does make a difference, man. Um, mm. Absolutely. But now, Gavs, um, I look at the tournament, um, how it's gone. My t- my actual tip for the tournament was Italy. Um, I thought England would make the semi-finals minimum, but when I saw the last sixteen draw. I said to a couple of my boys, you know what? England have got a chance to make the final. I'm not saying they definitely win it, but they've got a chance to make the final. They have made the final, which I'm so happy to say, man. Trust me. Um, yeah, and it's it's, it's, it's yeah. reminded as well. It's got paddy power on it, so it's like the green screen. The green screen is, um, is taking up the green. But basically, it's um, yeah. eight on pre-tournament favourites. Um, eight to one um, pre-tournament um, bet this was. Italy to win um, um, returns 450 and then I had Italy to win and um, Ronaldo top goal scorer waxed oh. 10 to 1 um, and it's not, it's not going to get 100 to 1 now because he's level with Patrick Schick so England please if you want to win this competition please let Harry Maguire bag please let Declan Rice bag if um, any of the forwards score please Raheem Sterling but only a single one no more Harry Kane goals please because like if if it doesn't if it doesn't go well and we, and England do not win it, I still want to win a couple of quid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, we've got family in that. Isn't it? <laughs> you, you you heard it you, you heard it here first, people. But yeah, <laughs> mate. Um, the tournament, brother. Um, Italy was my tip, but I, you know what? I heard whispers of how well Mancini's done. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and blag. I don't do that with my channel. Um, but I heard whispers of how well he's done because you've got to remember in some countries, man, in South America and in Europe, man, football's a religion. Mm. We've never seen our lifetime, Gavin, where Italy have never made a World Cup. So that was a massive shock to them in 2018 not to make that World Cup, losing mm. to Sweden in the playoff, I think it was. Uh, Mancini's come in there and has been first class. Mm. They've got to be the most offensive Italian team 
I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever seen. We know about the defensive capabilities and, you know, being solid at the back. And we remember the likes of Costa Curta and Berezi and Giuseppe Bergami and... Names. Solid Nesta. But offensively-wise, they're, they're unbelievable. I mean, I've, I've it's, and that's why I love tournament football, Gavs, man. Like, I love to see other players coming through. The, the young guy at Belgium, the other day, Doku. Wow. Called him pre-tournament. Unbelievable. His dad was a bloody good player. Enrico Chiesa, striker. I, I keep, I keep every stream that yeah. I've done, I mentioned Chiesa. I keep saying Enrico yeah. Chiesa. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just keep forgetting his first name. I just, I just remember watching him as a kid. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Palmer days, yeah. you know what I mean? His sons are, I'd say, Chiesa, um, Barella, Bellotti's on the bench. Verratti, we know his class. Um, it, it's going to be tough for England on Sunday. But you know what? You've got a puncher's chance. England have got a talented squad. Um, mate, you know what? It's probably looking at it now. It's the final. I'm glad we've got. 100%. None oh, yeah. of this. Yeah. None of this. Oh, you know what? We, we, we look at our path for a tournament. No, you play the best team. I, 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 bro, I ever said it. I said that. I want England to get France at the time, in in the um, in the quarterfinal. Why not? And, and beat them, shut people up. Yeah. yeah, and it's the fight. It's the it's the right final of the way this tournament's gone, um, mate. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, Eight o'clock's going to be a standstill in this country. Um, and I said that you are a big sports person, so I know you resonate with this. Um, and I said it on the live stream yesterday. I've seen England rugby team win the World Cup, men and women. I've seen in great individual performances from the likes of Kelly Holmes in athletics. I've seen Andy Murray represent in a tough, tough era with Nadal Djokovic. But with the England football team, we've just never, we could never sort of get over nine in terms of getting to a final or beating a big team in a semi and... And they're there, Gavs. It's, it's, it's incredible to say it, mate. You know, I, I can't believe it. Um, it's gonna be a hot, it's gonna be a hotbed, and for the fans to be at Wembley, bro. I mean, it's a, it's it's, it's, it's dreams, man. It's what, what you what you make with it, mate. You looking forward to it, the rest of it, everything. I'm I'm relatively chill about it, but listening to that from you has just made all like the hairs raising the back yeah, of my yeah. neck. Passion that you're that you've just put out there. It's like, yeah. hold on a minute. This is actually Dude, so big. Big. But my mum weren't even born when um England won the Euro, uh, won, won the World Cup in 66. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? My grandma had been in the country four years, you know what I mean? So, like, oh, like from, from our age group, we have never, never um experienced anything like it in the yeah. in the men's game for England. 100%. Do you know what I mean? So it's been so I almost like feel like it's being relatively downplayed. You make a good point. You know what? I, I, I kind of, I don't know if you picked up on it. I thought it personally. Um, when England beat Germany, you saw mm. the story because that was huge. That was a huge mental barrier to beat them in a knockout tournament. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, they was, you know, but with yesterday, I actually thought, you know what? They was obviously happy they won, but the job was in mind, you know what? I think they almost kind of switched to Italy Sunday. And yeah. I felt that with Southgate spoke brilliantly afterwards with the England player. Sterling was called as a cucumber after that in that interview. Yeah. They're so yeah. switched on, bro. On Brandy and Andy was literally like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> Italy Sunday. 
It's so switched on, mate. There's a stealing about this England side, mate. There is. But the Italians have got the same, though. And this is what we need to be wary of because we're only seeing it from our side at the moment. Like the media, like just be like being like, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that. From the Italians are sitting there going, "Oh, it's going to be easy. We're going to, we've got England. We'll smash them." They aren't doing that. They're, They're taking it very seriously. Yeah. And like, I, I think, I think what I'm looking forward to the most is the fact that it's two contrasting styles yes. coming up against each other. Because this is what I mean. I love the Italy Spain game. I don't think anyone truly understands how much I that thoroughly was, that was a brilliant game of football. It was game of football. Superb. I said it. I said it on my stream. I said it on dugout earlier. I said it um, like that. That Spain performance was the best ninety minutes slash one twenty I've ever seen from Spain. Yeah, and who were like, hold on a minute, but they won the World Cup and they won this and they won that. But were they consistently good for that whole period? It's like in in each individual game. Yeah. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Um, but in that in that game, I thought they were absolutely phenomenal. And I had so much joy watching the game as a whole. And just watching yeah. how, because uh, whoever lost that game, I wanted to, um, I wanted to see how the opposition were dealing with it. Yes. So Spain obviously lost the uh, lost the game uh, overall. But how did Italy deal with it? Because I'm thinking, right, okay, if that's how they play, how they how they encourage it. And this is what I was saying about England. You know, like when you mentioned about the the fact that England were knocking about. Um, in the last in the last few minutes yeah. of the game, like the ball retention, well, Italy, Spain were amazing, but Italy dealt with it. Yeah. So it's like, well, if they could deal with that, and the Spanish, the Spanish style of play and how yeah. they do it, has England got the same talent pool that can do that? Personally, I do that. think they do. But I don't feel that they are, excuse me, will be allowed the license to do so. Yeah. Um, like, it's England should have should be watching tapes basically and yeah. be like, right, okay, well, I'll say tapes. I'm old school, innit? You know I mean? <laughs> we know you mean, yeah, the old football, mate. That's it, mate. Yeah. That's it. Like me, get roll the VT, kid. <laughs> okay. And then, um, like, just like how how Spain were controlled because they controlled the game, Spain. Yeah, that's sixty-five percent possession. They control the game. Can you imagine if they had half decent striker? Oh, Gabs, I was fuming when a Rafael missed that header. Oh, mate, it's poor. Like because he hasn't missed the header, he's missed the header. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like he's like gone up for it. He's like you know yeah. he's gone straight to Don yeah. Ruba. It was a he's beautiful. It's a beautiful ball by Koke, man. Beautiful yeah. ball, beautiful run. He's kept his eyes on it, and then at the last minute, closes his eyes and is like, beautiful. yeah, oh. Oh, it's gone over me head, mate. You know, like I, lots of things go over me because I'm only five foot four. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not five, I'm five foot six. I normally sound too funny, but, um, you know, like it's when I play dance, I play on 19s because it's <laughs> not my level. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, that ball was just lofting in brilliantly for him. If they had a decent striker, so England should be looking at the way Spain did things. They should be looking at um, how um, to combat their midfield because their midfield has controlled every single game so far, Italy, apart yeah. from. Spain game, yeah. So you need to get at their midfield, push them out wide, push the ball onto onto Emerson, who isn't spinning solo. You know, no, no, definitely not. Push the ball onto him, make him make him work for it, make him wonder what's going on. You know, 
play play a high line. Get on um, Chiellini and Bonucci, who are both world class, but they're both eighty four years old. So you need to use that pace and, the, uh, and, that, and that, the, the, the exuberance and the youth on those two players, on those two yes legendary de- defenders, but with that quickness, are they going to be able to handle it? Because anytime Spain started playing quick. They were, they were, they were, they were on, they had to turn and face their goal and start Saka, running back. Saka and Sterling have to start. Saka and Sterling have to start. Yeah, and then, um, but then maybe do we look at a more industrial midfield and play um, Rice, Phillips and Henderson? You know, and, oh. I think it will, I think, Gavs, I think, it, uh, me, I'm not no football coach, but I, I personally wouldn't go for, go before at the back against the Italian side. I think they got very um, I wouldn't either, um, and I think the reason why is because they, they'll, they'll only have a main man through the middle, and England's defence will be able to snuff out a single man. Yeah, I feel that, and they're like doubling up, like having like Walker as a right hand, um, right wing back, um, sorry, as a as a right side of centre back, and then Trippier or James at right back. And um, why not start Reese James, by the way, in this game? Because he's just won a Champions League. You know, it's not like he hasn't got the experience of, of big game, um, big game mentality and things like that. And then Saka, oh my God, Emerson wouldn't even get a touch on the ball. I've, you know what? I, 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 I do know what? So Southgate, he's shown mad faith in a lot of these young boys. Um, I hope Saka gets a nod on, on Sunday. It'd be amazing for him. I'm just, I'm just pleased for him. Um, Amazing young boy, man. But Gavs, we're going to wrap up, bro. I want to thank you for coming on, mate. Amazing guest, man. Uh, no, no, always, fun, man. always love. No, always 100%. love. Appreciate it. People, go and subscribe to my bro, Gav. Gav, where can they find you, bro? Tell them, bro. Oh, yeah, Mad Sports Network. I ain't got my hat in there. I had a fresh chimney. <laughs> I've not been wearing my hat. So, um, <laughs> wearing my hat on every single stream apart from today. Um, yeah, Mad Sports Network, MAD Sports Network. Literally, you put it into Google, our name comes up first. We cover a hell of a lot of sports. Um, on the football side, we covered the Bundesliga, the MLS. Show. We actually got an MLS show tonight at midnight. Um, so make sure you check that out. I've been messing around with some cool stuff on uh, on OBS. So trying to make that work. And make those dreams work. Um, we also covered the championship as well. Um, and we also have a show called Mac and Devo Do, uh, where myself and Devo, we yeah, take your club. And um, yeah, big up Devo, man. Um, we take your club and then we talk about your club. You give you your moment for to talk about your club. Sorry, Albert, we've already done an Arsenal one, and it was the first. <laughs> we might, we might. Right, have I've had a we nice break from Arsenal. It's been enjoyable, but I've loved this. Yeah, well. exactly. But awesome. Arsenal, and then other sports we cover. We cover um, wrestling, um, MMA, boxing, darts. Um And um, there's another sport that I've completely forgotten about. But yeah, just check us out, Mad Sports Network. Yeah, people, you heard it there from my bro, man. Go and check him out. Like I say, don't even think about it. Go and subscribe, people. Just do as it. As you have it here. My like it. Twitter handle is going along the bottom of the screen. You see it on the screen as well in his box. As your host, Albert JTV, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel. Um, yeah, still get my hand around it. England are in a final. Sunday will be lockdown. It will be madness. Pubs will be full to the brim. Primetime TV. Let me say it once again. European Championship final, England versus Italy this Sunday, 8 o'clock. People, smash the like button, like I said. That is me, Albert J TV, over and out. England are in the final. Well,